0: DreamCloud is a luxury hybrid mattress made with premium materials at half the price. Every DreamCloud comes with $399 in accessories, plus an additional $200 off a 365-night trial, a forever warranty, and free shipping. Go to dreamcloudsleep.com today. The first person to survive Alzheimer's disease is out there. They're going to hold on to everything the disease steals away. And the Alzheimer's Association is going to make it happen by funding research, advancing public policy, and spurring scientific breakthroughs. And by providing local support to those living with the disease and their caregivers, or are easing the burden until we accomplish our goal. But we won't get there without you. Visit ALZ.org to join the fight.
1: All hit radio.
2: Welcome back, everyone. This is the X Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Our toll free number is 1 800 610 7035. Email X Zone at X Zone Radio TV dot com on MSN Messenger, X Radio at, wait a minute, it's X Radio TV at hotmail.com. and our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. TV Next Nation, My hour. my guest this hour is Prasun uh, Takrar, and we're going to be talking about God equals MC squared. Now, I, I'm serious. See, we're going to be talking about science and spirituality in the new genre of self-empowerment books. This gentleman's uh, information is, is truly impressive. He is an author, expert, and coach. He provides scientific, usable, and practical information and a step-by-step, easy-to-implement process to teach us how to create the life of our dreams by tapping the power of divine energy. Joining me now is Prasan Takrar. And Prasan, welcome to the X-Zone.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. Um, I'm very excited to be
2: on. Well, we're very happy that you're with us. And and, uh, how did you... Fall into the wonderful work that you're doing now. What was the journey that brought you to being, the author, expert, and coach that you are today?
0: Uh, Well, I could say that there was the seed of that was kind of um, sown about 20 or so years ago. I was going through a really rough time in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm from India. Um, I am a U.S. citizen now, but I am originally from India. And um, you know, in the I believe it might have been 1990 was the year. Um, I was really going through a tough time, and I ran away from home. I was a teenager then, and um, I had a a significant spiritual experience at Mm -hmm. that time, um, which, um, you know, I can't prove anything, but I believe that I met an angel uh, who changed my life. I was going through this rough patch uh, where I was clinically depressed, and um, that gave a, a new direction to my life, which led to my coming to the U.S. and immigrating to the U.S. and um, But then again, kind of life took over and I kind of just got involved in just the day-to-day stuff. But uh, about three and a half years ago, I got exposed to the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, uh, who was very significant for me. And, uh, you know, it got me started thinking about all of this spiritual um, topic. Mm-hmm. And also about a year after that, um, the phenomenon called The Secret was released, um, you know, and that also got me thinking. Although I had heard most of the stuff that's talked about or mentioned in The Secret um, to Dr. Wayne Dyer's teachings, so it was more of a validation for me uh, of the stuff that I'd already heard and had started to practice in my life, and that got me really started in this field of spirituality. And I've always been a really scientific-minded person. I'm not a scientist per se, but I've always been interested in the science of things, how things work, so that kind of led me to start doing a lot of reading and research in both of these fields of science and
2: spirituality. You briefly mentioned an angelic um, reference that you went over very fast, and I was wondering if yes. you could just just get back to that, because I believe in angels. Yeah, and, and well, uh, what was what was the interaction that you had with this angel, and was it the typical angel that people describe with the beautiful, big, blue uh, white wings, wings and all and, of yeah.
0: that? No. Um, what it was is um, there's this saint called St. Jalaram uh, in the western part of India, mm-hmm. uh, in the state uh, called Gujarat, which is the state where I was born and brought up, and um, he was born in, if I have the timing correct, 1799, and he... You know, he he was alive for about 80 plus years, and mm-hmm. in his lifetime, he dedicated his his whole effort, his life to feeding hungry people. And there's this temple uh, in uh, in his birthplace. It's a birthplace called Veerpur in the western part of you know, of the of India, where, as I mentioned, my my state. Mm-hmm. He uh, the stories are legendary as far as this saint, and that if you if you you know seek his help you you are you know your problems are solved whatever it is that you are you're seeking you get and uh so i've always heard of i had always heard about him and i'd uh, you know been a believer of him so at this t- difficult time in my life i sought his help so i went, ran away from home i went to his birthplace Virpur, which is where his temple is located yes and i went on a hunger strike basically. Oh my goodness. I, I I did not eat or drink, and I said, you know, in my mind, and I Prasan, you and I have to take
2: a a commercial break here. Please stand by. We've got a bit of a cliffhanger going on here. (laughs) Prasan Thakrar is our special guest, and his website is www.god-mcsquared.com, and I'll spell that out for you when we come back from this commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Welcome back, everyone. My special guest this hour is Brayson Tukrar. His website is www.godequalsmcsquared.com. That is spelled out as G-O-D-E-Q-U-A-L-S-M-C-S-Q-U-A-R-E-D.com. Godequalsmcsquared.com. Before we went to the two-minute commercial break, we were talking about the visit from an angel that you had, and uh, could you please finish that? It was very interesting.
0: Sure. sure. So um, as I had um, ran away from home mm-hmm. and gone to the birthplace of this saint called Saint Jalaram, uh, this uh, his village called Virpur, and um, I was on a hunger strike. I went on a hunger strike because I wanted uh, to catch his attention and say, you know, asked um, St. Jalaram to cure me of my problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in his birthplace for about three days, didn't eat or drink. I didn't have a lot of money, so I was actually staying. I, I, I slept on a bench on, uh, in a bus stop, in the Virapur bus stop. And I was praying, I was going into the temple. Two, three days went by, nothing was happening. And then on the third night, I was at my at my bench, and I was fast asleep. And then, about in the middle of the night, about three o'clock, a person woke me up, and it was a person who was dressed like a a bus driver. the The state transportation buses that are you know that are run by the state mm-hmm. have this uniform. You know, it's a brown uniform. It's almost like the UPS guys in oh, okay. the brown uniform. And so I assumed it was a it was a bus driver at, at three in the morning. And he just asked me, you know, what I was doing, and he. He, he knew, mm-hmm. somehow knew that i had run away from home, and, um, you know, so I just, long story short, I told him that, yes, I had run away from home, and he said, you know, whatever it is, it's going to be okay, go home, your parents are worried about you, whatever it is, it's going to be solved, and then he was gone, and then, you know, I didn't think much about it, but then I kind of got hope from that, so I went into the temple the next morning, I prayed to St. Jalaram and said, you know, I feel like I got the answer. I I feel like things are going to be okay. And then I'm going back to the bus stop so that I could get my bus back home. So I decide to say, hey, maybe I should find that person and say thank you to them, to the driver, to the bus driver, and say, you know, what you said gave me hope, and now I'm going home, so thank you. So I'm talking to the guy at the ticket window while I'm buying my ticket, and I said, you know, there was a gentleman, this bus driver at 3 in the morning, uh, who I wanted to see and meet him. And he said there would, there would be nobody like that because there are no buses coming in and out for three hours before isn't, and three hours after that. Isn't so that just amazing. gave me goosebumps because, you know, who was that? And I gave the description. Mm-hmm. He's like, nope, I don't know of anybody like that. It was an older gentleman. So I don't know who that was. Um, my heart says it was St. Jalaram there to help me, um, and that kind of set me on this journey the US um,
2: now that's what exactly. I call an angelic encounter yeah. you're okay. the author of an upcoming book entitled God equals MC squared uh, with the subtitle of getting spirituality down to a science could you please explain your reasoning behind the title and the subtitle
0: sure um, the the main title is um, as you might know and as your listeners might realize that it's you know part of, or it's taken from the w- world's most famous equation, Einstein's mm-hmm. E equals MC squared. Uh, and then I have a question mark. I replaced the E with God, and I'm asking, is God really equal to MC squared, which is basically saying, is God really energy that permeates all of the universe? And I really want people to think about that. Although I, I am making an assertion, I wanted it to be almost like a rhetorical question. Mm-hmm. I want people to not accept what they might hold as a, as a belief about what God really is and kind of really start from scratch and start thinking about what God really is. And, and that's why I put the question mark, and that's why I chose that. And then the, the subtitle, uh, what, I, what I'm trying to say is that spirituality is really, in and of itself, a science that you can practice if you do certain things step by step. You'll get a reproducible effect, just like in science. You know, what What defines science is that you can take something, a phenomenon, and replicate it in the lab, and you do certain experiments with it, it'll get you the same result every single time. If you do, if you have the same items and things in the experiment, and you do it the same way, you will get the same result every single time. And what I'm trying to say is that spirituality is also the same way, where if you practice some of the stuff that I talk about in the book, you will get a certain, you will get certain results. And, you know, of course, enlightenment being one of them, but your life taking a route that you want it to. So basically you can create the life of your dreams if you apply certain principles, apply certain spiritual principles in a scientific manner.
2: Does spirituality and the world of reality that we live in this uh, this dimensional world um, Locked-in area that we call our own reality. Do they work hand in hand, and is one necessary to have the other?
0: Um, that's a great question. So you're you ta- I, If I understand it well, you're saying this physical reality of time and space, and then there's the spiritual reality. which right. We don't really. We can't put our finger on. It's not three dimensional. It's mm-hmm. not a physical thing. What I what I've come to believe is that everything that's physical. It's actually never purely physical. Everything that's physical that we can see and experience and perceive is both physical and spiritual. To, to give you an example, our physical bodies, we see our body and we say, well, we are physical beings, of course. Mm-hmm. No question about that flesh and bone, blood, hair, you know, exactly. everything. Yeah. But we are also spiritual beings within. So all things, and even quantum physics right now is coming to that. You know, it's not it's not there yet, but it's coming to a, almost a conclusion that when you keep breaking physical things down, what do you get to when you keep you know try to go to the building block? And it's non-physical vibrating energy. So it's a non-physical thing that makes up the physical. So I do believe that the spiritual is necessary uh, along with the physical, and together it makes up our physical reality as we experience it.
2: How can my so listen? I'm I'm sorry, sir.
0: Does that answer the question or am am I going in the direction of answering the question? That
2: that was the exact answer I, I was anticipating okay. because I, I believe okay. that that reality and spirituality need each other to exist. One is the one is the negative, one is the positive or one is the the uh they can't like exist. With, exactly. They can't exist right without each other. Now tell me, how can my listeners benefit from the information that you wish to share with them today?
0: Sure. Um, the slogan of my book is, you know, as the subtitle is Getting Spirituality Down to Science, mm-hmm. and the slogan is so that you can create the life of your dreams by tapping the power of divine energy. So once we kind of look into some of the, once we not necessarily accept, but once we at least start thinking in terms of this, that God does exist, and there is scientific evidence of that, which is what I do mention in the book. Once we start accepting that, or at least start moving in the direction of thinking about that in that in that way, we say that, well, everything is energy, and if everything is energy, including my own self, mm-hmm. including our, ourselves, and any anything that we may want in our life, then we can easily connect to that by tapping into that field. And certain things that we do, uh, for example, just as an example, uh, meditation is one of the things you can do to connect to that field. Uh, There's, you know, um, the law of attraction, like I mentioned, with the secret. I mean, there's so many steps that it talks about that we should be applying, for example, visualization, and then gratitude expression. What I say is that we should start with faith. Not necessarily faith as in religious faith, and faith in a specific God, but just faith that this process works. So what I do is I talk about the scientific aspects of spirituality and spiritual aspects of science, and I bring them together and say that really, um, spirituality is a science, meaning that if you start applying these principles in your life, there are certain things you will, the listeners would have to do, but... Once they start doing that, they'll get measurable results in their life. So, for example, if money is a concern, then you start applying these principles like having faith that, you know, you are going to have the money that you need, or better yet, you already have it, and you start giving thanks for it before it has actually physically appeared in your life. Then you start seeing that happening. You start seeing money coming into your life, and that'll be evidence to you that this works. So... All in all, what I would say is that anybody who's interested in transforming their life, and as you mentioned, this new genre of self-empowerment, it's not self-help, it's self-empowerment. I want the listeners to feel empowered by knowing that they can create the life of their own, of their dreams, on their own. They They just need to realize that they have that power, that nobody else has that power, nobody else can do it for them. In fact, they can do it for themselves. And when they start applying these principles, that's exactly what's going to happen. If the if finances is a problem, if relationships are a concern, if health is an issue, anything and everything they can imagine, they can. They can if they if that's something they desire, they can bring it into their life.
2: So basically, we're what we have to do is have faith in ourself above all. Because if we don't have the faith within ourself that things are going to work, they're not going to work.
0: Absolutely. That's, that's the, like, uh, there's a whole chapter where I talk about uh, step-by-step items that, mm-hmm. you know, that we, what we would want to apply. And number one on that list is faith. So absolutely, I agree with you wholeheartedly that the faith in your own self, that whatever it is that you want, you, you can have that, you deserve that. And that's really, you know, faith in your own higher self, because everything is really connected to everything else. You know, you might have heard or people listening might have heard this. It's almost like a platitude where they might have heard it so many times and they're like, oh, they roll their eyes. But everything is one, you know, the oneness principle that everything is actually really connected to Mm -hmm. everything else. And science, quantum physics uh, specifically, is going into that direction where it is proving that everything is one. And connected.
2: All right, Prasan, so, please stand by. You and I have to take our commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Exo Nation, sure. very interesting man, bringing science and spirituality together in the one. His name is Prasan Thakrar, and his website is GodEqualsMCSquared.com. And that's spelled out G O D E Q U A L S M C S Q U A R E D.com. We'll be back after this news here in the Exo don't go away. Hi, this is Ken Elliott. When I'm floating around the universe, I always try to tune in to Rob McConnell. Hey, ho there, creepy Frog on Sesame Street. When I want to find out what's going on with UFOs or ghosts, I listen to The X-Zone with Rob McConnell. This is Les Corrigan from Target Internet Development. You're listening to Rob McConnell on The X-Zone Radio Show. This is John Hoag, Prophecy Scholar, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in The X-Zone to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction. This 4th of July. you where you belong. Make us proud. Get fired up.
1: Let's
2: go. And experience one of the greatest movies ever made.
1: Having any fun yet?
2: Tom Cruise, Top Gun Maverick, rated PG-13. This 4th of July, don't miss the movie of the summer. Are you ready? Damn right. Top Gun Maverick is one of the greatest movies ever made. See it on the biggest screen possible. You got yourself a deal. Tom Cruise, Top Gun Maverick, rated PG-13. This 4th of July. you where you belong. Make us proud. Get fired up. Let's go. And experience one of the greatest movies ever made.
1: Having any fun yet?
2: Tom Cruise, Top Gun Maverick, rated PG-13. And fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to The X-Zone, everyone. The X-Chronicles newspaper is available and free online. We were going to charge $2.50, and then I said, no, this information has got to get out to the masses, and there's no way that we're going to charge for this. So I had the crew over here take off the pricing, and all you have to do to read info or download or print out whatever you'd like to do with it, The February 2010 edition of the X-Chronicles newspaper is simply go to www.xchronicles, then put a hyphen, newspaper.com forward slash february2010. It's that simple. It'll bring you right to the the newspaper. You can read it going forwards, going backwards. You can increase the size of it, decrease the size of it. You can print it out. You can download the PDF file. However you want to read it. The information in the newspaper is invaluable. And we just had to get it out to the masses. So that's why I decided to take the price off. Give it away. Because information is should be freely given away to the people. And you, the exonation Nation, deserve it, and we did it. So we did it. That's it. It's done. It's over with. X dash X-chro- X Chronicles dash newspaper dot com. Forward slash February 2010. That's it. And you'll be able to read it. We're talking to Prasun Tukrar. He's the author of uh very interesting book called God equals MC squared and before the uh, the commercial break with the news we were talking about how you have to have faith in yourself or nothing in life works and i'm a very positive person i believe in me and you know the people around me believe in themselves and we form this ever growing positive energy where if there's a problem because of the way that we believe in each ourselves and each other we can solve any problem But what happens, Praslan, when you've got someone who is very positive who's involved with somebody who's very negative? How does this affect the entire uh, uh, equation?
0: Sure. Um, That's a very poignant question and a very personal one also because um, I'm in the middle of exactly such a relationship where, of course, I believe that I am a very positive person Mm -hmm. and I talk about... The power of faith and all of that, and um, and uh, a, a person very close to me, my wife actually, uh, is a is a skeptic and does not does not necessarily believe in, in all of these all of these things and uh, is um, you know is skeptical, like I said, uh, um, at best. Um, it does kind of make me think about that, and and um, it goes back to you know as we were talking in the break, which is that um, you know life is about learning and we are here to learn you know whatever it is that we kind of set up the agenda to learn and that's another going back into all of these metaphysical things that we kind of plan what our life is going to be like not specific details but what we are here to learn so for example if you're going to school and if you're going to engineering school then well that's what you're going to be learning in while you're in school so you kind of know that you're going for going to school for engineering so to give to kind of give that perspective I think there's something that I need to learn, um, maybe patience, maybe understanding, maybe love, uh, despite, you know, having a person in my life who is my mate, and of course there is love, there is no question about that, but to kind of get over that and to say, you know, this person can believe what she wants, whereas I can believe what I want, of course I would love it if she were also on my side and Mm -hmm. kind of saw things the way I did, it would be a lot easier. But at the same time, what is it? why am I going through that is the question that I think we all should be asking if, if we find ourselves in a situation which is not ideal, if you will. So that's what I find that it definitely affects the dynamic. I feel that sometimes that I'm being dragged down by that person. But at the same time, I realize and I stop that line of thinking because that's more negative thinking. Yeah. And, and, and by my thinking that I'm being dragged down, I am actually making that happen. So I, that's part of the learning, I guess, is to learn not to be dragged down by somebody else's thinking or you know, disagreements with you, and, and still being able to respect them and to be able to live with them, and to not just do that, but to grow in that, to, love, to have that love grow even more stronger and, and bigger, if you will.
2: Let me ask you, is there scientific proof, or even evidence, of the existence of the divine?
0: What I'm finding is that more and more there is, um, there's all these pieces of evidence. You know, like you said, it's, if proof would be a hard word to use and to say that if there's absolute proof, but there's definitely growing evidence for the existence of, of the divine. And, um, you know, some of the things that I read on your website, those are the things that I talk about mm-hmm. and I write about in the book, and I have pretty much a chapter um, attributed to each of them. Uh, and I, I could only talk about a few of those things. Um, for example, ghosts or earthbound spirits, near-death experiences and out-of-body travel, psychic phenomena, you know, uh, various kinds, remote viewing, precognition, you name it, clairvoyance, uh, deja vu, reincarnation, the afterlife. I mean, there are so many. And then those are those I consider kind of spiritual happenings or phenomena on the verge of science. And whereas there's scientific phenomena, for example, uh, time travel or, you know, you know, what you would consider science fiction, uh, time travel, teleportation and bilocation, which is basically being in two physical places at mm-hmm. the same time, um, UFOs and extraterrestrials, um, quantum, fi- quantum physics or quantum mechanics. So all of these things are kind of going in that direction, and each one of these is like a little puzzle piece in this grand puzzle of life that provides a little bit of evidence to prove, or once you put it all together, you could kind of say that that's all all of it combined is proof of, of God's existence. Um, if you'd like, I'd give you specific examples, for example, with uh, people who might have had near-death experiences. Well, it's very subjective to hear what a person who might have clinically died and then come back to life you know, what they're saying you can you can easily dismiss that as being subjective. You could say, Well, you know, what you experience I can't I can't prove it. Mm-hmm. Or you can't prove that you experience all of that. But when they say things like, Well, when I was dead, there were five people in the room, there were two doctors, there were three nurses, they were standing here, here and here. This person was holding this piece of equipment in their hand. This is the time that it took to do a certain procedure, whatever the case may be physical happenings that they could not have experienced, they could not have perceived, because they were clinically quote-unquote dead, then you start thinking about them saying, hey, this person is saying that they were looking at their body out when they were, their spirit was out of their body, and they saw exactly what was going on, and they're absolutely 100% right about what went on. You can't dismiss that. You know, you can't say that this person is making that up, and when you hear more and more stories of, of a similar nature, with even more detail described by people who were, quote unquote, dead, then that's just one piece of ev- the evidence. Um, you know, with ghosts or, or, you know, what are called earthbound spirits, and again, this is only just, this is, this could be considered anecdotal, it's not empirical as such, but if you look at all these shows that are on TV right now, like Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures, and you name it, and they show these people, these teams of ghost hunters, if you will, carrying around all this sophisticated equipment, measuring electromagnetic field activity, and measuring EVP, mm-hmm. electronic voice phenomena, and they're saying that's ghosts actually talking and moving around as an, as an as a electromagnetic field. So when you start combining all of these little pieces of evidence, you can't come to a conclusion that something is telling me that a spirit or soul exists. So when a person dies, yes, they're physically dead, but they're not completely dead. The spirit part of them exists, and it, it lingers around, and then it does certain things in case of an earth on spirit or in case of near-death experiences. People do come back to tell us what happens after death. So if a spirit exists, the source of that spirit also has to exist. If you exist, then I can draw a 100% conclusion without doing any research that two other people related to you either exist or had to have existed, which are your parents. Exactly. Otherwise, you would not exist.
1: I
2: understand so source,
0: that. Yeah, so if a spirit exists, its source has to exist.
2: But how do we know for a fact that's, that, that spirits actually exist? Now, you see, I don't believe everything I see on TV. In Absolutely. fact, when it comes to the ghost hunters and any of this paranormal crap that they have on TV, it's all fiction. It's made to 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 create a market. We've done shows and exposed people like John Edward. We exposed him as a fraud. You know, Yuri Geller was exposed. The these these, these uh, psychic kids show, it's all a farce. The only thing that A&D and other network wants are you to sit down Brady and give them ratings because with the ratings going up they can go and charge more to the advertisers.
0: Sure. That's why I do that's why when I say that I do really say it as not something that could be considered empirical mm-hmm. right now but that's just one piece of the thing that makes you think about all of these things. I'm sure you've heard you and your listeners would have heard about Edgar Casey. Definitely. Yes, yeah, so he was the sleeping prophet who has I believe it's fourteen thousand documented, accurate cases of either um, diagnosing a person's illness or, or condition, medical condition, when he was not a doctor, or predicting the future.
2: Yes, well, so, that yes, the, he did have that accuracy. But when you take his his hit miss ratio over his entire lifespan, he was only forty percent accurate. Well, I. I <laughs> You know, so what does that tell you? That synchronicity plays a part of it. Good guesswork plays a part of it. But so where's the where where is the evidence that right, the divine so we, exists?
0: Exactly. So what I said is that we we can't say for hundred percent that this absolute proof. Right. But there's definitely evidence, and that evidence comes to us in in these little pieces from these little happenings that that occur. Now, you can definitely dismiss a lot of people out there who are absolutely 100% frauds, whereas there are people who legitimately experience something that they can't explain. For example, with me and that, and that angelic being, or it could have been just a person. I mean, mm-hmm. but my, all, of, all, you know, every fiber in my body tells me that it wasn't a human being.
2: That's because you believe it. Right. And once again, it depends on your belief whether you want to look at the glass half full or half empty, the future is in your hands. You make it happen.
0: I do believe that, that the future is in your hands, and you do make it happen. There is no predetermination mm-hmm. in that sense. However, yes, like you said, it's it's your faith and it's your belief. And what I find is that as soon as you turn that faith on, and then you start seeing things that would not normally happen. I mean, there's no way for you to decide that would that have, would that that something would have happened. But if you choose something that's completely kind of, you know, a pie-in-the-sky mm-hmm. thing, for example, if it's something that's such a fantasy and you start applying these principles and you say, I'm going to hold on to this thing and say that I have 100% faith that this thing is going to happen. And if it happens, now you kind of scratch your head and you say, Well, was it gonna happen anyway, or is it the fate that made it happen? And when you start applying those principles in your own life, you get the evidence of that. So the personal so ultimately, yes, I agree with you that all of this is could be completely thrown out. You could take my book and throw it away and say, you know, this is all junk. But if you open it up and you start applying the principles and then you see something happen that you knew would not have happened otherwise, then that kind of says okay, here's some evidence, but that doesn't still mean anything. Let me start applying it to other things in my life and see what happens. Then you get another piece of evidence, and then you say, well, there's got to be something to this, that my spirit, the spirit within me, the Mm -hmm. faith that I have, along with the physical being that I am, and I'm doing these physical activities, of course, if I want to earn money, I have to get up from the couch and go and... in a day's work then i'm going to get the money but if i hold a thought of a specific job that could be considered like a dream job Mm -hmm. and if that comes to me applying these principles then i kind of
2: no, I still I start thinking about
0: that. You know, so that's my appeal to the listeners.
2: All right, you see that that coincides with my belief except it's a little different. I believe the difference between a dream and reality, the dream being the thought, the reality of it happening is you making it happen. It's not going to happen without you working your butt off to make it happen.
0: Well I, I do slightly disagree with that. Why? I do agree that there's going to be some action that's going to be needed to be taken.
2: Of well, course. If I mean, if you, if you heard... disagree with that, that means that you are saying that you actually do believe that there's predestiny in this life of ours because if you don't work to make things happen, I don't believe in this in the entire secret finale, uh, you know, the way that the people in the secret talk and the, how oh, they absolutely. think.
0: Yeah. You I mean, have to so take
2: affirmative you have yeah. to take affirmative action.
0: Absolutely. But what I'm saying is that it's not just the action that makes it happen. Just like it's not just... The, mm-hmm. If I were to sit on the couch and say, I'm going to be a multimillionaire, that's not going to happen in a million years. All right. I what is going to happen fact, is I've got to die. take a
2: commercial break. We'll be right back on the other side sure. of this break. wwwgod 2com We'll be back right after this break. Don't go away. Nation, our special guest this hour is Brayson Tucker. His website is GodEqualsMCSquared.com. That's G-O-D-E-Q-U-A-L-S-M-C-S-Q-U-A-R-E-D.com. Uh, Brayson, we've got about uh, three minutes left. First of all, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us tonight. Uh, we have to have you back on because we still have so much to cover um,
0: I know, thank, and thank
2: you so much for having me on. I, I love the way that you bring science and spirituality together. Job well done. Well, thank you. What would you... And lo- I, go on. Sorry. No, I was just going to ask you how you would like to leave this hour and what would you like to... what message would you like to give to our listening audience around the world?
0: Sure. Um, what I would like to say is that add that faith into whatever you're doing and... See, see for yourself and don't just take my word for it. Don't take anybody else's mm-hmm. word for it. Experience firsthand whatever it is that you want to, you, if you want this to be true for you, it's it's almost like saying that, you know, just don't take my word for it. Do the things that I'm suggesting that you should do and then prove it to yourself or disprove it to yourself. And then you can just move on and from there and say, you know what? All, all the things that you said, or the, like, the, for example, the teachers of The Secret or any other self-empowerment or self-help guru or anybody who does anything similar to this says, all of it is junk, I'm just going to live my life as I've been living and it's okay with me how things turn out. But if you really have faith and you start applying this and you see the results, then it will be proven to you that it does work and then you can you know, start creating and leading the life of your dreams.
2: Can you tell our listeners how they can find out more about you and where they can buy a copy of your book?
0: Uh, the book is going to be exclusively available through the website. It is actually not released yet. Uh, I'm hoping that it should be worked out within a month or so. Mm-hmm. So the best place to go for more information about the book, there's so much more information on the website, so go to that website as you will clearly spelled out God equals MC squared, all of those words spelled out, dot .com. I, and that is going to be the place where um, interested people will be able to order the book. I do offer a discount there, so it will be the, the place, at least for now, where the book is going to be available. And uh, they can also sign up for a monthly newsletter, e-newsletter, which I send out uh, some helpful tips uh, every month and some additional information are obviously absolutely free of charge, just like your newspaper, which... Kudos. I'm, I'm, I got the email, and I'm looking forward to reading
2: that. Well, thank you very much, sir. Pray son, it's been a pleasure talking to you. As I said, I'd love to have you back on because we still have so much to talk about. I think you've got a very important message, and it has to get out there. And thank you very much for taking time out of your very busy day to join us here in the X-Zone.
0: Of course, thank you so much, and I would love to be back on again. And I wish well to you and to all the listeners.
2: Thank, thank you, you, sir. Once again, my guest this hour, Exonation son Thakrar. His name is P R A S A N N. Family name is T H A K R A R. His website is eq godequalsmc squared. dot Now, when I come back from this news break at the top of the hour, at six and a half minutes past. We'll be joined by Christopher Montgomery. We're going to be talking about UFOs this hour as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, in the Exxon, on the Exxon Broadcast Network and the Talkstar Radio Network. Don't go away.